0: on everybody welcome back to let's talk movies i'm brad and i'm Miguel. and today is saturday november 18th holy crap it feels weird saying that that we're like less than a week out from thanksgiving that's, we are that's odd.
1: less than a week out from actually eating some good food
0: yeah it, it does not it, it's crazy it doesn't seem like that's even remotely possible but uh, it is Saturday, and it is uh, purely and simply evil time. We it's, listen. Mm-hmm. Tonight has kind of been a long time coming. We are finally going to start to round out our deep dive into the uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street. Fucking Freddy. Kind of. We we still have the remake to go, but we have an idea for a, a different series later on in Purely and Simply Evil to kind of talk about different horror remakes from the two thousands and two thousand tens. So it's kind of like uh like we'll we'll save that for a little bit later. So this is the last pace episode on, um, uh, basically on the original uh, the original, on the original uh, franchise. Uh, even though I'd this say. is technically this is technically its own thing, I don't know, this is, I'll tell you what, New Nightmare is a weird one for me, because it, it's kind of like a Halloween 3, I was such a fan of the original sequels when I was a kid, and the original franchise, that it took me a long time to finally warm up to New Nightmare, and to really, like, give it a true shot, I mean, I had seen it, um, and, and obviously, there are cool moments in it, um, but it, it, it's kind of funny, and like going back through the Elm Street franchise, you know, um, because it, like I I had said this before, until this last year when we've been kind of like really sinking our teeth or our claws into this franchise again, um, I, I, I don't know, I, when I was a kid, I I was an Elm Street kid. Like this was my franchise. It wasn't Halloween. It wasn't Friday the Thirteenth. It wasn't Texas Chainsaw. It definitely wasn't Texas Chainsaw. Um, I, it wasn't I, my I really bar either. All of the Elm Street sequels, and kind of as I've grown up, it's flip flopped. Um, I actually going back through this last time and really like watching the sequels with um a a certain like i guess more critical lens and being more aware of them i guess and kind of what was happening Mm -hmm. it just they don't i don't know they they don't seem as interesting to me i don't know what it is it's hard because it's like i i remember them being so special as a kid Mm -hmm. you know what i mean
1: no i get it yeah
0: Rewatching them as an adult, I'm like, was this? This was really like this is what I loved so much as a kid. Like, really, you get a <laughs> you sense know? of like em- like an be-
1: embarrassment. Not
0: em- it's not embarrassment. It's not embarrassment. It's more like it's more of like a confusion thing because like like Dream Warriors for example. Mm-hmm. I I used Dream Warriors. W- Ten years ago, I just said Dream Warriors was my favorite Elm Street film. But going back and rewatching it, I'm like, it's not. It's really mm-hmm. not, you know? I, I I enjoyed watching part four more than I enjoyed watching that. So, I don't know. It, it's been an interesting franchise to go back and re-watch. Um, Halloween is... I don't know. I don't feel that way about Halloween. But I also... My experience getting into Halloween was different than my experience getting into Elm Street. I was into Elm Street first. Um, I I kind of watched the Elm Street films sequentially. I did not approach Halloween and Friday the 13th sequentially. I mean, I saw... I, I've I've talked about this on the show before. My... <clears throat> my introduction to Halloween was Rob Zombie's films. Then I went back and I saw like part four and the original 78 film and part six and then H2O and Reservoir. Like I was all over the place with the other films, but you else like, I watched them in order. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting. So, um, but, and what I was saying is it's kind of flipped. Like I would have said new nightmare was kind of one that I, I wasn't quite as fond of as a kid and the older I've gotten and the more I've watched it, I'm like Alright, I I see what you're trying to do. Like it's it's cool. It's still very weird and it's still very meta and it's still very West Craven. Mm-hmm. But I have more of an appreciation for it now than I ever had back then. <coughs> so Did I lose you? You look very deep in thought right now. No, it just you didn't. Say it. <laughs> oh, my bad. No. <laughs> you literally this is what I just saw. I just saw this.
1: Oh, sorry. I guess my Wi-Fi has been getting a little slow with you, cause <laughs> you were kind of blagging out, and I was about to mention something oh, to you in the I? private chat. Yeah. But um, oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're I think now at this point so. for no. us, I think for us, I think it's either gonna be you or me with the Wi-Fi. But I think today it's me. So my bad, guys. If I seem a little laggy,
0: damn it! Michael. But I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rosie. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "Uh, what are we doing here right now?" I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, real quick, RJ, what's up, man? RJ said this is one of uh, my faves, my Dave's, Dave's favorites. Uh, one of my faves of the '90s. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting entry of the franchise, and I, and I'm glad it exists for many reasons. Uh Gory Tiger, what's up Gory and Rosie is here as always. Uh great to see you as well. So Uh now that the awkward silence has passed. <laughs> I'm sorry guys. I apologize. Um, as we move into uh Thanksgiving time.
1: Mm-hmm. How the hell are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited that we're going to be talking <clears throat> about this one because honestly this is probably like my most like millennium uh kind of like Freddy that I remember correctly cuz this Freddy's uh design was probably the more like new age is, if that kind of makes sense. <clears throat> like this, Freddy definitely oh, yeah. looks a lot different than the originals. And I thoroughly enjoyed. I believe they uh, literally the call him
0: Neo Freddy. I think is what they look is that about. what they
1: call him. I, I that was the word I was looking for. Honestly,
0: I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't so, call him that yeah. in the film. I just think like the fandom has come to know him as that.
1: No, I gotcha. Yeah. So I. Whenever you initially brought up this movie and you were talking about how like meta it was going to be, I didn't really think in regards of like it was going to be that bad <laughs> for a meta. But yeah, whenever I started oh, understanding it's... that like every single character was pretty much from the original, I was like they were bringing back like yeah. uh, Nancy and it was going to be like a like a kind of like how kind of like how the movie itself is the character in this movie. If that makes sense, I thought that was really interesting and in how oh, yeah. he played it off for that. So,
0: yeah. What's up, Zodiac? Says, uh, good evening, everybody. Hi, Rosie. Hey, Gory. What is up, Zodiac? Thanks for being here, buddy. Um, yeah, it's, it's extremely meta and it is extremely self aware. Like, this may mm-hmm. be the most self aware movie that I could, th- I, I don't know, other than like a. I don't know, but it's it's self-aware in a different way than like uh because there's there's like slapstick stuff like I think of like The National Lampoon Vacation stuff which I'm also like a huge fan of or Scary mm-hmm. Movie. But this is like Scary Movie is more of like a slapstick revamp mm-hmm. of uh, of the things that it's making fun of. This yeah. is like an intellectual deep dive into itself. You know what I mean, um, uh-huh. and I think that was the intention. Obviously, you know, with Wes coming back, with kind of making fun of what Freddy had become. I mean, Wes Craven had literally described Freddy as like the Bugs Bunny of horror, which, which essentially yeah. is what he had become. I mean, there the moments in like Freddy's Dead, I, like oh my God, there are so many moments in Freddy's Dead that are just like, they, we did that, okay. He did that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think of, like, when he pushes the, the, the spikes out on the road and he pushes them out by his feet and he's like, whew, and stuff like that. And, like, playing with the video game controller and um, the Witch's Broom thing, like the Wizard of Oz reference. Like, there's just, there's so many, like, silly moments mm-hmm. in the, the later sequels. Um, well, I'd and, say and pretty West dead. wanted pretty to much... move away from that and kind of make a, mm-hmm. yeah, make a joke out of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'd agree with you. Freddy's Dead did play on the idea that, honestly, if you would have made like, Freddy's Dead like, in a cartoon, it'd probably make a lot more sense than had it been live action. Yeah. So yeah. for New Nightmare to play around with the idea of it being very meta was definitely, I actually enjoyed this take more than uh, playing on the idea of Freddy than Freddy's Dead that makes sense because they try to make freddie's dead a lot more serious like they try to like say like this is actually how freddie is as opposed to how a new nightmare they just said they're playing off the idea like this is just the character that they that they created already yeah. and they were more surprised with how it was making how it was how freddie was creating his own character as the as the movie progressed
0: right mm-hmm. so well, and, and- I think part of what I find interesting about the approach... I mean, there's a few things, but, like, when it comes to Freddy, um, this idea of Freddy in this film being not even really Freddy, but it's a demon that just kind of has taken the form of Freddy. Um, It's an interesting concept, and it's... It's something that... I don't know, it, it... I think Wes was so aware. I think what it comes down to is that Wes was so aware of the fact that this character that he had created that was supposed to be very dark, very brutal things. He was a serial killer. He was a child. Mm -hmm. He was, you know, things that are so dark and so awful. And he became this pop culture figure that kids wanted to dress up as for Halloween and People had posters of him and pictures of him, and it was just like I think he was so aware of Freddy's like pop culture consciousness that he wanted to kind of like rip the rug out from under that and turn it into something different, which is why I think that's where the idea of him being a demon comes from. I think when we see the scene of it's one of my favorite scenes of the entire film, and we'll we'll get to all of this later too. But mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite scenes of the film. <clears throat> When they're interviewing Heather Lingenkamp, like in the studio or whatever, and there's the studio audience and Robert England runs out as um he runs out as like O. G. Freddy, like from the original films, which is cool. He got to wear the original makeup like for a Which I'm sure he kinda hated. Nod. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm sure it was pretty simple. I don't know. I don't know how long it took him to do that part, but um, when he runs out and he's like, you know, he's waving his arms up and down and kids have posters and gloves and they're, they're like chanting and he, like, there's even a moment where I think Nancy kind of realizes that. Like, that it's so meta. Like, Wes's mm-hmm. awareness of that was so meta that it was literally written into the script because there's like a slow-mo <laughs> movement where, like, Nancy is watching all of these kids, like, smile and wave and be happy at this figure that's supposed to be like the epitome of what you're afraid of <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what i mean like um, he he's the he's, he's the controller of your nightmares so, so. yes mm-hmm. yeah so um it, it, it's and de- as a whole it's definitely a really interesting concept um and i think it's far more i know a lot of people say that scream is equally as meta or whatever i don't even think scream is equally as meta because yes scream no is i is think it does to what came before but I don't think Scream is even as self-aware. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't think it's self-aware in the same ways that that New Nightmare is, if that makes mm-hmm. sense.
1: Well, I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, because I don't I don't know the Scream franchise, but isn't there like a scene mm-hmm. where like <sighs> it was like a kill, but then like the kill was from a movie that they were watch- that these two people were watching, yeah, but yeah, then they yeah. started it, killing each other Scream and they're like. F-
0: full of nods to other horror films yeah
1: which i thought i've never seen it but that's one of the meta moments i know about that film so yeah
0: yeah yeah, Zodiac, we're going to get there, because th- that's kind of something I want to bring up, too, about um, Zodiac said, y'all got to talk about how hard Wes hams it up in his scene with Nancy. He's so corny and dramatic, but it works well. Even Bob Shea in his scene, though, when he's like, I guess evil never dies, huh? <laughs> like, it's just so, like it's like so overacted. And like, I don't know if that was supposed to be on purpose or if that was like just they're they're not very good actors. I don't know. It's, it's fun. Um, so without further ado Let's dive into this thing October 14th 1994 It was a cold blister No I'm kidding I don't know what the hell the weather was oh, like. well. um, But it was the day that Wes Craven's a New Nightmare finally premiered um, With a budget of 8 million dollars uh, It ended up making Just under 20 million At the box office Which surprisingly enough Made New Nightmare The worst box office performance Of the a Nightmare on Elm Street franchise it really yeah elm street 1 made 57 million elm street 2 made 30 million elm street 3 made 44.8 million 4 made 49.4 million Um, elm street 5 made 22.1 million 6 the final chapter which of course was like Okay, people are gonna you're gonna put butts in seats just because it's oh Freddy's dead, blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. Um, made thirty four point nine million, and then this had a stark drop; it made nineteen point eight million. So, like, Charlie. kind kind of by far, <laughs> this was mm-hmm. the this was the worst performing entry uh, of the franchise, and this was Freddy's dead, dead I, moment. Yeah, this was this was the Freddy's dead moment. Um, I don't know, and you know, for me, like. Like I kind of said before, ha- New Nightmare was the Halloween 3 of this franchise for me, and because it wasn't related to the other films and kind of part of the same canon and mm-hmm. the same continuity, um, I-, I don't know, but for some reason as a kid, it-, it didn't quite appeal to me in the same ways that the other films did. And, of course, when you get older and you appreciate things and you appreciate good writing and the art of filmmaking and things like that, it's like, it's like oh, like why didn't I give this a shot before? Like Halloween three, there are so many things about Halloween three that I love. It's it's kind of nuts. I mean, it doesn't a hundred percent even make sense all the way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like this is still a fun movie. Like I don't know why I never gave this a shot before. So, um, it, like overall, Miguel, now that you've seen it, now that you've it through the Elm Street franchise, what were your kind of thoughts as a whole on um, on New Nightmare in comparison with everything else?
1: Um. well I'd say this because I mentioned this as opposed to like how we've been watching it How as opposed to how we've been watching the franchise as a whole because it's been a while and from what wow. I can remember how Freddy reacted from how Freddy's been uh, presented from the first one first Nightmare all the way up to Wes Craven's new Nightmare you can definitely see how Wes Craven wanted to bring back the first uh Nightmare on how Freddy would act, if that makes right. sense. Like he yeah. really wanted to bring him back because that's what made him um, as fearful as he did before. Prior to him end up becoming uh, uh, Bugs Bunny, Freddy, so to speak. <laughs> so, and I think I think that's why they had that moment there where where um, where Robbie England just came out as the original Freddy, but like as a you know as a Oprah Winfrey like surprise moment. If that makes sense. <laughs> and it was pretty much just saying, like, hey, this Freddy is, is what's in the movie. But the entity and the and New Nightmare, that's the Freddy I'm thinking of. And right. I think they really wanted the... I think he really wanted to bring back that, like, fearful, like, demonic and, like, right. like barbaric hunter kind of Freddy. So... Right. And that's what I liked about this movie in, in regards. As opposed to, like, the whole, like the the movie itself becoming this thing, or the entity, or Freddy becoming its own person, and like hunting down all the original cast members.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not gonna lie, that's so much. It's so much of a, like a out of like movie experience for me, but I mean, I like it because I, for one, love uh, the meta stuff, like scary yeah. movie and stuff like that, and I like the idea that they know that this is a movie, but the fact that the movie is kind of coming to life is a really interesting uh, aspect and it's a really different take. Right. Some some take that I never thought, you know, I didn't think Halloween did a good job on it, so to speak, but for this one, I actually kind of enjoyed it. It reminds me of like it reminds me of like that comic book that that I've read. If you guys haven't read, Deadpool Kills the, the, the Marvel yeah. Universe and at the very end, if you guys don't know, you know, he somehow gets into the real world in front of the creators currently writing the story of Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. And it was just one of those moments where it was like, Oh shit. Like the characters are now taking over the story. Like the characters writing the story itself, as opposed to the creator. I just thought that was really interesting. Just seeing how the, the demon or the entity is like unraveling itself to becoming its own thing. And is like, having its own fun and in, inside its own movie. So right. I, I, that aspect I do enjoy.
0: So. I, and I don't know. Zodiac brought up the scene with Wes Craven earlier that moment. I went back and rewatched that scene. There's still a lot of like, it doesn't fully clarify everything with the demon and with like why he came back and things like that. Like there mm-hmm. are still a lot of questions that it poses in the whole thing of like why this is even happening in the first place. Um, and and I, admittingly, there are a few things in this movie, like largely with the rest of the franchise, like with any major 80s horror franchise, there are shut up and eat your popcorn moments where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we don't need to, like, don't deep dive into it because it's not going to make sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there are moments in New Nightmare that are kind of like that where I even have to remind myself, like, okay, like, as a fan, like, yes, I'm watching Nancy fight Freddy, but like, it's not really supposed to be Nancy fighting Freddie. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's Heather Langenkamp fighting a demon entity that is like, but they've both embodied the story of a nightmare on Elm street and kind of what's happened. It's um, it, it's, it's interesting. And yeah, Zodiac, I think you're right in that the demon essentially latched itself onto Wes's nightmares and how he um, and kind of, that's how it entered the real world. Um, and, Mm-hmm. The, because we never really learn. I think my big question is: we never fully learn when is West writing the script, and this is unfolding like as like um like Dylan's dad dying, Heather Langenkamp's husband. I forget his name um, in the film, but like, is it like did West write that in the script, and then it happened? Or is Wes writing the script as these events are unfolding? We don't really ever get to learn, like, kind of the sequence of, like, how this is happening. Like, is it because of Wes writing the script that these events are happening, that Freddy is able Mm -hmm. to do these things? Or is it just kind of like it's it's not symbolically – like it's just it, they're just coinciding with each other and they're happening simultaneously. I don't know. It, we don't really get that answer um, in the film, and I think that would have kind of added another like layer to the cake, at least to make the the plot a little bit more interesting. But if you really, uh, if you so like if it was like planned Sleep out Sleepy... saying
1: that that it was like him his nightmare or it was him like reacting to what was happening,
0: Uh just a little bit of clarification, I think, from Wes, mm-hmm. in, um essentially in like you know, <clears throat> because I mean, think about how terrifying that would be. Like, if you write something in a script and then like the next morning it happens or something, mm-hmm. you know, like that, like like that would even add an- another like psychological that. layer to him, where mm-hmm. it's like, holy crap, like like anything I write in the script is going to come to life, like or it's also equally as terrifying where you're just doing it and then you're finding out that it's actually happening without mm-hmm. you even knowing about it, you know what I mean, with, like, Wes's dreams and Robert England's dreams and then what Nancy's dreaming and what's happening and the earthquakes and all of that. I mean, um, it, it's it's very interesting um, in terms of, like, how... The, the sequence of how things are happening. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, but essentially, in Never Sleep Again, so Wes Craven recounts getting a call from Bob Shea, kind of out of the blue, and they wanted to put the past behind them. It's been, you know, we've talked about this on the show before, everybody in the fandom kind of knows that there was a little bit of bad blood between New Line and Wes Craven. Uh, Wes Craven kind of never got what he deserved from it, Um you know, and they had even tried to bring him back for a couple of the other sequels, and they were just kind of like, "Nope, we don't want that idea." Goodbye. You know, mm-hmm. so they kind of threw West to the side, um, and I think he was hurt by that. But I also think West never wanted sequels in the first place. He was kind of like John Carpenter in that aspect. He was like, "I told my story. I'm done." You know, that's I think that's happened. how every
1: uh, popular uh, <laughs> horror <laughs> director wanted. They, they said, good. "They said, hey, I wrote something good. Let's leave it at that." But then the studio was like, "Money, money, 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 money."
0: So, yeah. um, so Bob contacted Wes, and he was like, "Man, let's put the past behind us." Like he wanted to give him his fair share of the franchise's legacy. Um, so they did give him some of like you know the the merchandising, uh, you know what he was owed for merchandising and for the sequels and things like that. But um, I think it was more about just mending the relationship too. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, this film was born out of. That trying to mend that relationship. Um, you know, and we talked about before, like would the franchise have been better had that happened earlier? Possibly. I know Wes wanted to do some crazy stuff with mm-hmm. Dream Warriors um originally. Uh and wasn't there uh, supposed I to be like a crazy space? No, but I I know it was something kind of meta with Dream Warriors, too, where, like, I think there was this, like, other dimension where Freddy could go, where his powers didn't work or something, and it was just, like... Was it, I like, don't, the medium or like that? I think it was. Like, uh, yeah, it was, like, it was like when you go into, like, that deep of a sleep, like, you're not even dreaming. You're just in this, mm-hmm. like, abyss, nothingness world. That's called blacking out.
1: That's called know, right? Jose Cuervo on a Saturday
0: night. <laughs> yeah, you've had too much to drink. Uh, Bro, could you imagine,
1: like, the only way to, like, defeat Freddy is to get blackout drunk? <laughs> and, I like, right. that could type of imagine? blackout, you can actually, like, you know, fight Freddy in your dreams. Picture, That'd be hilarious. I
0: picture that SpongeBob episode where they're, like, floating in nothingness and nothing's happening. Like, mm-hmm. I just picture that. Like, a, like an intense battle scene between, like, teenagers and Freddy happening there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Um, But I think part of it was budget, definitely, because we've we've known Mm -hmm. for as much as the, for as much as the, it's always kind of blown my mind, for as much as the Elm Street movies made, like, and I'm talking overall as a franchise, as much as those films made, they never had the budget behind them to really, like, like, to take them there, you know? Which I find really odd and interesting.
1: Well, whenever the movie... You would think they would pump money
0: behind it, but...
1: Yeah, and considering the fact that like the movies primarily based on like your dreams, you'd think they want some good some good money to like handle the budget of like telling that story. Right. But yeah, I guess they never got it. But then yeah. again, well, I kinda and, liked I kinda liked the way they did the dreams, you know?
0: Right. Well, so, and we even talked about in um in the in the episode we did with Mike and Jay, um mm-hmm. for, for Dream Warriors, like there were so many effects shots for that movie. Like, they had an entire other team that were just filming the effect shots. Like, mm-hmm. half of their budget went to filming effects and, like, the extra stuff, not even to, like, the actual meat and potatoes of the film. And I think that was a big part of why Wes was never brought back, was Wes had these really big ideas that new line was just like, there's no and way they're like, can we, we cannot
1: like, cut the check for that dog.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, how do we film a scene in this like nothingness void? Mm-hmm. You know, like I it, it's I, I think it would have been logistically too difficult. Um, but then, of course, he came back on for New Nightmare. They wanted him to take another crack at Freddy. And even though they killed him off, uh, Bob Shaven says in, in and they movie, said nobody like, dies you know, in movies. Yeah, he's like, the fans are clamoring for more, or whatever, and um, they felt that there might be a little bit more fuel left in the tank. And he had Wes had seen the other sequels, and he felt that there was... He, he even said in Never Sleep Again, he was It like, is bone dry. Is, he said there is no way in hell that he could ever make sense of what they did with the sequels. Because it does seem like, I will say, at least in... <sighs> I guess you could argue that they did this with Halloween and Friday the 13th to an extent. But I also uh, it seems like they rewrote the rules every single Elm Street film. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there was constantly like you can do this but you can't do this and then the next film would be like never mind you can do this but you can't do this but you can also do this and it was just like when when we're watching kids with like Super I am the Wizard Master like that kind of thing it's like how how did we get here like why couldn't Johnny Depp and Heather and all of the other actors and actresses do that in the first film you know it's just it's it's kind of crazy and it I, I think it it would make anybody's head spin trying to figure out a way to connect that and make it all work you know mm-hmm. as one continuity But because
1: wasn't wasn't the first thing that defeated Freddie was Nobody knew who he was. Like no one was like actually fearful of him. Like, right. Heather just said, "Right, I don't believe in you, Freddy." Yeah. And I think that was completely removed for like the duration of the franchise, yeah. all the way up to, uh, believe it or not, Freddy vs. Jason, because that's how Freddy came back.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and was that's...
1: removed again. <laughs>
0: That's the end. Yeah, yeah. They go all the entire franchise. Like literally, I mean, if you go back to the first film, mm-hmm. all she does is turn around and like doesn't look at him. Like mm-hmm. that's how she defeats him. Like she said, booby trap. She tried to blow him up. She tried to burn him. She mm-hmm. hurt him. She did all this kind of different stuff, and literally, all she did was turn around and be like, you know, I like. She realized my fear was the only reason that you can do what you're doing right now. So yep. she was like, I'm not gonna let my fear feed you anymore like you're done I'm like I'm pulling the plug and they then they did the entire franchise and they're like nope it's all this other stuff it's and all wizards vers- all wizards and hat tricks yeah right and then Freddy versus Jason they're like he's like nobody's afraid of me anymore I'm, I'm trapped here in hell with Jason because nobody's afraid of me <laughs> <laughs> like you know I do love his opening monologue in Freddy versus Jason though bro he, uh, that
1: opening monologue is also, he, like, I love because it.
0: it does such a cool recap of both franchises, too. You know what I mean? Pretty
1: much, yeah.
0: When he morphs from Pamela or whatever. Yeah. It's so dope.
1: And how he was able to like just like convince like Jason to be like, go out and do my bidding.
0: Which by the way,
1: like oh girl who who was playing Pamela did a phenomenal yeah. job. Josh, she knew so how to, how to act job. deranged. But that's that's but you but you get what I'm saying, like It was kind of interesting how, like, they just completely changed the rules over and over. And I agree with you. They did. But then they did the same thing with Wes Craven. Like, I think that's why New Nightmare was the way it was. Because, like, if Wes Craven was like, how do I make a sequel to something that you guys completely, like, threw away, like, all the rules? And he's like, well, I'll just make new rules.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's all I I can think of. (laughs) I bet when they sat down, they're like, okay, we want to do one more sequel. Like I bet Wes went and watched them all or whatever, and he was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, it's got to be something completely like unrelated and removed though." And when they were like, "Why?" or whatever, Wes was probably like, "Cause you all shit the bed, that's why." <laughs> like, like th- this franchise is like all over the place in a million different directions. So
1: it's like the it's like the Always Sunny in Philadelphia was- where he's got like the whiteboard and he's trying to like connect the dots, but it's not yeah. working. He's like, "None of these dots connect." <laughs> <laughs> so we really have to don't. wipe it clean. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. the rules never made sense for me, but I yeah. never like I yeah. always <laughs> told myself that it's that doesn't matter if that makes it just it just doesn't matter. All it is did all it, right. all I'm saying is Freddy's fucking with your dreams. Figure out how to defeat him because for some reason Freddy's like the predator. Every time you defeat him, he evolves. He knows what he's got to do and. Yeah, Keep fucking shit up. So
0: I, Zodiac made a good point. He made a couple of good points. Um, Zodiac <laughs> said, uh, you know, like, because w- we were just talking a minute ago about how, like, Wes just wanted his story to end and be, like, he told a good story. Cool. And then mm-hmm. Zodiac said, then Bob Shea came along and made Freddy a car. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Bro, but really, though. When he's, he's straight up a car. like Yeah. And he trapped them in. And then also, you know, I've had a, f- I've thought about this. Would Freddy in the Hood be better than a Nightmare on Elm Street 2010? Not the Freddy in the Hood part. Uh, that, okay, that's a weird segue. I shouldn't have started out that way. Um, possibly it might be, what? although I I think because uh, Rosie said Freddy in the Hood. Oh, so like, like, said, uh, would like Leprechaun, be back to than... the hood
1: and in the hood. Bro, The Leprechaun, that Leprechaun movie was so dope. It got a sequel to that area. I loved it. Anyways, he said um, Leprechaun and the Hood. Leprechaun back to the Hood. I loved it. I don't know. Honestly, I love that franchise.
0: To be fair Zodiac, I actually dig um Jackie Earl Haley as Freddy. Like I don't mind that version of Freddy at all. It's just the CGI and the makeup. Like he mm-hmm. looks, he looks like a a decaying testicle like straight up. But <laughs> Jesus Christ. Other than that, I think it was pretty good. But, anyways, I've. So, I've. I don't even remember. I feel like this was another Wes idea. And we've. I know we've talked about it in one of our past Mm -hmm. Simply Evil episodes. Like, I I remember talking about it, but I can't remember if this was a Wes Craven idea or if this was one of the scrapped sequels. But there was an idea to make Freddy essentially in, in Dreamland. Freddy was this old man, and he. Nobody was afraid of him anymore, and he had no power. And like kids would beat him up and stuff. It was like like his own hell, right? Yeah, like the kids were like picking on Freddy in Dreamland, Mm -hmm. and he was kind of old and whatever. And as he finally starts killing, he starts regaining power again. And it's funny because so many horror fans are like, "That's a pretty dope idea." I would have liked to see that. But do do all of you horror fans, these haters, realize? That that's literally what they did with Michael Myers in Halloween Ends? Everybody that hates on Halloween Ends and is like, oh, Michael was a uh, bitch. Blah, 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 blah. Do you realize that's quite literally the same thing they did in Halloween Ends?
1: Okay, but Michael gets stronger. No, But, but, but I mean, but I mean, Freddie gets stronger. Michael kind
0: of got stronger, though.
1: Okay, but he was still decrepit. He still got his ass kicked by Laurie. <laughs>
0: he, he was still decrepit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's like, it's like, it's like you reviving like a new car. It's like you have an old beat it up, like Oldsmobile sitting in your backyard and you just said, eh, I'll put some fuel in it and you start it back up. It starts, but it's going to run like probably two miles until it blows up. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Like Michael used the last mileage that he had in the tank to get out of the sewer and get to Lori's house. That was it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that was about agree, all he did.
0: I one hundred percent agree. Jackie gave it a good effort. that I think personally, the biggest sin that the that the remake commits is that you spend eighty five percent of the movie like <laughs> thinking they put a really cool twist on things and they did something really cool because it's like, oh, crap. Freddie was innocent. Like mm-hmm. it's like a spin on the original story. Like, oh man, Freddie was an innocent dude. and like they killed the wrong person. And this is why he's coming back and getting revenge on all of the parents. And then you get right to the end, and it's like, nope, he did it. <laughs> Build up this whole really cool plot twist, and then you just rip the rug right out from underneath of it at the very end of the movie. It's like, okay, all right, cool, solid. <laughs>
1: what came out first? Was it was it that new? Was it the new Nightmare on Elm Street or like Watchmen? Because Jackie um... O'Haley, Haley, I've seen
0: Watchmen. And I and loved him. Watchmen, as an like two thousand nine. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember Watchmen. Yeah, two thousand nine. So yeah, Watchmen <laughs> came first.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I try to because I always try to wonder like how the studio could like look at what what movies did did the studio look at for Jackie Errol and just said he could be the next Freddy.
0: You know what I mean? I don't know. He must have had a really good audition because like I don't think his acting credits are like anything crazy um
1: i don't know bro he's he's got some he's got a deep discography my dude he oh boy was, he as a kid he wasn't planning on the apes
0: that's i mean yeah that's fair yeah nightmare on elm street watchman alita tales of the black fighter the bad news bears dark shadows robocop The Dark. bro Shower. he was pretty I mean, funny yeah, in he's...
1: dark shadows i liked him
0: hmm Lincoln. He was in Lincoln. I don't remember what he played. Yeah, in, I mean, yeah. He's, he's got he's got a decent filmography. It just I don't know. Have you seen Freddy in 2010? Like, have you seen what he looks like?
1: Yes, I. That was all. If you look up Freddy on Google, you'll see like the comparison. And I don't know. He looks like a he looks like a burnt rat. All due respect.
0: He looks yeah. like a what?
1: A burnt rat, a burnt mouse. If that makes sense,
0: he really does. Like, like that. Like, I just don't.
1: You always bring up that one too, (laughs) but you fairly look at the one on the left. The one on the left looks pretty menacing. Looked good, but the one on the left looks pretty menacing. Like, give me, give him a break. That's probably just a bad shot. Okay, I'm sure there's a bad picture of you somewhere.
0: Of course, there is. There you go. That's pretty dope. Like, yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. But mm-hmm. then, well, here's... Like, like, if it's cloaked well, in you... darkness, but see, like, there's Robert on the right side though. Robert looked dope whether he was lit up or not. This thing, if the if this Freddy is not cloaked in darkness, he looks terrible. <laughs> like, he looks really bad. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. And there was the prosthetics for it. I mean, I don't know. It I think I think the much, ear, like,
1: I think it's the detail. ear that weirds me out. You know? Yeah, it's it's kind of e- it's kinda way too easy. To be honest, they just like morphed his face. I know he's supposed to like look, look like a burned victim. They try to make him look more realistic as a burned victim, probably. But nah, I I I I you know I do enjoy Robert England's, uh, yeah. but I think it's the ear for me, honestly. I
0: don't know. He he also always looks and sounds congested, like. Like when when know. he's laying on top of Nancy in bed at the end of the film, he's always like, "Nancy, I I I love you. You are always my favorite. I need Nyquil." Like like he just seems really congested in the entire movie. It's hysterical. Um, we went way off topic. I can't wait till it get to that movie. I'm, really? I'm actually kind of kind of excited for it. Out of all of the remakes that we're gonna talk about. I think I'm most excited for the Elm Street remake because Bro, I, think I think it's the... unfairly hated on. There are many things about that movie that I really like.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. I feel like even though I haven't seen it, I feel like it probably is 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 like underrated. I would say, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, I'd agree.
0: I would 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my little Nancy, 100%. Um, so back to New Nightmare, though. I think you know, obviously, Wes thought he started to kind of roll around this idea of like, okay, what if these events really started to happening to the people that were involved with the original franchise? Like what, what would happen if Freddie really like came to life and started stalking them? And another kind of spark of inspiration for that is that, which honestly, this is kind of screwed up. Like if we're being completely honest, but Mm -hmm. Heather Langenkamp really did have a stalker that was like calling her and like, they were pissed off because the Elm street sequels stopped. Um, which I think is hysterical because she wasn't in the last, what, four Elm Street movies? She died in part three. Um, mm-hmm. And she actually, like, I think she ended up moving to Europe for a little while. And, like, it, it was of pretty the bad. Yeah, like, it was pretty bad, like, <laughs> calling her. Like, all of those phone calls and stuff in the movie, like, that's all nods to her, like, actually having a stalker. Like, West tied in, like, even, oh, yeah. like he tied in that. He tied in, like, the actual, like, 1994 L.A. earthquakes. Mm-hmm. That actually tied into the movie, like he mm-hmm. tied, like he found ways to tie in real life to what was happening in the story, which again makes it even more meta, considering it's a movie about things in a story actually coming to life and happening. You know, could you imagine? That's, That's probably.
1: I'm sure it felt a little weird for uh for Heather that kinda to kind like, of racks
0: my brain to act. think about. With what? What now? With with, with like with how everything
1: time. is with. Like, how, how did it seem to, saying to you, with, like, how everything was, like, connected from, how they he was able to, like, connect everything from, you know, that time period to the movie?
0: Yeah. I mean, do you, I don't know, do you think it was, like, awkward for Heather Langenkamp to have to, like, do that? Reenact, <laughs> like, all, all like these liking. things that yeah. were happening to her? Yeah. yeah. Right. I would say. I don't know. And I mean, i guess I guess it adds like another creepiness factor, like maybe he thought he was gonna make it even more creepy even for them to take bits and pieces of their actual lives and like use it in the film, you know what I mean like like because they are so forever entwined with a nightmare on Elm Street this like it was like figuratively in the in the story in the film mm-hmm. in, the, in the concept of like this meta story they're telling. It was becoming their reality but like yeah. in real life it was like their reality was becoming the movie in a way i don't know i don't know wes craven has oh my god my you're about mind. to give me
1: a headache with that
0: <laughs> i'm telling <laughs> you it racks crying. my brain to really sit and think about it like mm-hmm. i don't know how he sat down and made it all make sense but you know well that's um, what i
1: mean like oh buddy just saw the rest of the franchise and realized there's no rules. So at this point, <laughs> there's not no. going to
0: continue to be no rules. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so, and it's funny because Robert England describes New Nightmare as a, a valentine to both, like, hardcore Elm Street fans, but also the people that created the franchise as, like, one big reunion. And, um if you go back and rewatch Never Sleep Again, I mean, Heather, they all recount that making New Nightmare was like it was super fun. It was super lighthearted. It felt um, it, it felt good. It didn't feel awkward or hard or bad. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like I mean, looking back at some of the Elm Street films, they didn't have like smooth productions necessarily. I mean, some of them were greenlit three weeks before they went into production. Like they, they like it was not they, they didn't have really great productions and this one did which i think is kind of it speaks to the effect of this franchise on the cast and the crew and the creators i think it speaks to the impact that a nightmare on elm street had on american pop culture and on society Mm -hmm. you know i mean again for me like I, i i've talked about it before but elm street was one of the first horror films that i was ever like invested in um I was a big Johnny Depp fan growing up, uh, and I remember, like, I remember where I was the first time I watched the original 1984 film. I literally remembered, like, watching it in my living room with my parents and them telling me that, like, yeah, that's Johnny Depp when he was a teenager and whatever, and um, and, and I distinctly remember. Did you just like, see,
1: like, Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. and you're like, oh, my God, I love Johnny Depp. Remember yeah, like, I all, loved all uh, of them. I loved all
0: of I had loved all that, and I was finally old enough, like, to appreciate horror. And I remember it was on TV. It was like AMC Fear Fest or something. It was on TV, and it was the moment where Rod is in the jail cell, Mm -hmm. and Nancy's in her dream, and she's like watching from like the basement window, and Freddie walks through the bars, and when Freddie's like he's Rod's laying there asleep, and when Freddie's reaching for him, and he like hears Nancy like screaming, and he just goes like. And smiles and keeps reaching for Rod. Like, that freaked me out. And then, of like, the moment when, um, when she finally runs away and she's trying to yell for Johnny Depp to wake her up. And she's, you know, she's yelling for him to wake her up or whatever. And she says, aren't you there? And Freddie just goes, I'm here. Blah, blah. And then he pops out from the bush. Like, I remember being like, oh, like, that was, it was just, it was cool. So I have such a, I have such a fond memory of watching that film for the first time it's really cool
1: yeah don't you feel like that aspect was just missing all throughout the franchise if that makes sense like not like the toying like obviously freddy toyed with a lot of his victims but throughout the franchise it just seemed more like a game like more like a like for us we could see it was a game for him as opposed to like it's frightening to us because freddy's treating it like a game you know what i mean
0: yeah, the sadisticness of him. Like, yeah,
1: like, him away. like we as an audience know that this is just a game for him, whereas we're not fearful for the victims themselves because Freddy is treating it like a, like a yeah. game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, like well, I feel like that was missed throughout the rest of the franchise, and right. since the first one.
0: Well, and I think about one, two, and three, and he does still have a little bit of this in three, where like he he's still like, especially part two, part two, I think is probably my favorite Freddy because he was funny, but the jokes he cracks in that film, you almost feel bad for laughing at them because they're so like dark. And oh my and God, sinister. because,
1: because the second movie was grossly like on, un- there's so many like undertones of like, of like, homosexuality that I just felt like really uncomfortable like hearing most of them because I was like Jesus Christ we actually went there for this movie
0: well it, it, but it's not even it, it's not even that it's just like some of the things he says to Jesse and some of the mannerisms and things like that mm-hmm. and how he taunts people like even when he's making out with um with Linda or whatever the hell her name is and like the tongue like it's like Freddy's tongue comes out whatever like it's just there's so many things that
1: well, we had a tongue moment scene in New Nightmare, which is probably, like, one of the more, like, freakish ones right. well, for and, me and, at least. and, I mean,
0: but, again, I think in this film, he wanted to go back to, like, what we just talked about with me. He wanted people to be freaked out by Freddy. He didn't want him to mm-hmm. be this pop culture fun icon. In the later sequels, it's almost like he's just doing what Freddy does. Like, there's mm-hmm. no, like, like, what made Freddy scary was that, like, he gets some kind of sick pleasure out of out mm. doing this you know what i mean yeah and in the later things it's just like he's just doing what freddie does you know um and, and it's like a, course... it's like a
1: it turned it from like oh shit freddie to like oh freddie kind of thing yeah, yeah like yeah, it's one of those all moments you get from him because he's like oh he's doing his thing
0: yeah zodiac said makes me want to clean my room yeah. all night long kiss and love you boo, 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 boo touch me it's the butt scooting in that's the, the second uh, one yeah, the, yeah the, the drawer for me that's 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 the one that gets me it's the it's the butt it's the butt pushing the drawer in you know
1: you mean to tell me that you don't do you yeah. don't you hey man when you're in your own room you're in your own space do whatever you gotta do do whatever you want
0: that's I all i'm saying like julia one day where i play that song and uh like she walks in our bedroom and i'm sitting there like Dancing like up on the bed, I have like the, the cork popping and things like that. Whatever you know, I mm-hmm.
1: For all Hold I can imagine. Me,
0: baby, drive me crazy, touch me, all night long. Has she seen the movie? Uh, I don't know if she's seen that one. I don't know if okay. she's seen very many of the Elm Street films. We, okay. I'll tell you, we did go see. Uh, there's so in Kentucky, in in the central Kentucky area where we live. There's a there's a drive-in. And we did go see, uh, they had a double feature. Um, It it was so dope. It was like mid-October. It was kind of drizzly and cold. And it was a double feature. They were playing A Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream together. It was like a Wes Craven double feature. And we watched A Nightmare on Elm Street in the rain, eating popcorn in the car. That was dope. It was pretty sick. I'm going to be real. I
1: really do like uh, awesome. drive-ins. I feel like it's something that's like really missed nowadays. I wonder if there's drive-ins still going on right now. Oh yeah, there are. Because I think that was during like that for us. I'm sure whenever you went, that was during like like post pandemic days. Like that was still like like drive-ins were starting oh, yeah, to become, was, like the yeah. big thing again because. Well, I of think
0: that's. I think it was during the pand- the pandemic because that was part of the reason the we pandemic. It was like the pandemic. Yeah, the COVID. It was that I think that was part of the reason we went was because mm-hmm. like it, it was in the middle of the pandemic and the heat of things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but and on the subject of Freddy, I think that's there's social commentary in there because of like because this is based in reality, or at least in relation to the Elm Street, you know, legacy and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, like again, we talked about before. One of my favorite moments is. Robert running out in the Freddie makeup to surprise her and to surprise the audience when she's on the talk show I mean, and there's mm-hmm. there's that moment where it's like it's very clear even to Heather like heather is see like we are noticing it as the audience, but Heather is even noticing like how much of a superstar Freddie is, you know like he's mm-hmm. become that m t v fueled pop culture icon to kids and teenagers and to adults, and everybody's stoked to see him because of everything that's happened in the story and like heather's kind of freaked out even though like you know it's it's a really cool like reversal and like step back to see like you know because you hear it all the time about actors not being like like jamie lee curtis said this for 40 years she was like i never dreamed that halloween was as big as it was until people started wanting her to come to conventions and things like that and then she was like what? Like you mean, want me like, to I come to a big deal. I,
1: like I didn't know you liked Activia that much. So like, I don't know
0: yeah. Yeah. Activia. Could you imagine if people just showed up with like little little like like the four pack of activity and they're like bro oh, I
1: would Bro, I would so if if Lori if if Jamie Lee Curtis ever goes to a horror con You best believe I will make that our contact that that would be our content for the month, is going to the convention and paying a hundred dollars so she could sign an Activia
0: yogurt box. I wonder, what she, I wonder what she would do, bro. If you walked up to her, she would. She doesn't do I... many conventions. I think she's only. I know, one, right? Two, but like, I you wish she would at least like up and set that down, bro. I would, I
1: would, I would love to. I would love I to do like it. I feel like she's
0: ballsy enough though that she would call you out on it, and she would like kind of be pissed. <laughs> I don't know, but that's you think really so? Funny. She wouldn't be that bad. She will be that man. I'm also afraid to ever take you to a convention if she's gonna be there, though. Like, I feel like if, like, if she was ever announced for something, like, like we've talked about going into H50 in California in 2028, and like, if she was ever announced, I'd be like, never mind, we can't go. Lol. <laughs> you know? oh,
1: well. No, I think I,
0: I, I would be respectful.
1: Mm. I would say, can you please sign my activia cup, please? <laughs> I would say please twice.
0: It even sounds stupider when you say it out loud. <laughs> I just, I picture you walking over literally like, like you walk up to your table and like all of these people in front of you are like, Miss Curtis, it's it's like, it's such a pleasure to meet you. You know, whatever you you change. Lori Stewart changed my life. Blah, blah, blah. I love you. I love you. I love you. And then you walk over and you're like,
1: Oh my god! I would never. I wouldn't drop it like that. Jeez! I'm not an asshole. (laughs) I would simply ask.
0: (laughs) Oh man, that's awful. But then I would. But
1: you know what? You know I would do? Uh, I would. I would. I would ask her to sign it, and it'd just be one yogurt cup. She signs it on the top. I'm like, "Thank you." Pulls out a straw and just opens it back up and starts eating as I walk away. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Just watch her be like,
0: "What?" She writes on the package she writes on the package, stomach issues dies tonight <laughs> oh, In, god. Indige- indigestion dies tonight mm-hmm. oh man, that's awesome uh, speaking of Freddie, we haven't even talked about well, you kind of mentioned it earlier, but this idea that Robert England is not Freddie. Freddie is not someone portraying this character this character mm-hmm. Freddie is Freddie, he's his own entity and his own being and his own idea they revamped the look of him making the skin feel less burned and more like split open I guess I mean did you like the new kind of revamped design of Freddy with the the hat and the trench coat and the the organic glove where it's like fused with his skin like you know what what, did you think of that
1: I liked it I mean I thought it was interesting and I thoroughly enjoyed, like, the uh, more demonic aspect of, of Freddy. Because, like, it wasn't, like, it's not, like, it's not, like, a burnt victim. It's not, like, the the serial killer that it was before. is just, like, a demonic entity that's taken the form of Freddy. So, I thoroughly enjoyed how different he looked. And I understand why he looked different than as opposed to the OG Freddy. So when when I when I saw Freddy in like the trench coat, the hat and with like the infused glove, I thought it was pretty dope whenever uh whenever I saw it and it just it just gave like a fresh new look and I think that's probably what Wes Craven really wanted because if he didn't, he would have just brought back OG Freddy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. that was him, I'm pretty having... much saying like, "This is separate now." Like, like this, this Freddy is not the Bugs Bunny Freddy that we all that we all know and love. So yeah,
0: I'm having way too much fun in the chat right now.
1: Oh, are you? <laughs> Just totally die. Oh my god, you guys are <laughs> cracking me up.
0: <laughs> oh man. Hold on, I got one more.
1: Oh my goodness. Heartburn dies tonight. That's fun mm. as fuck. <laughs> Here. I'm I'm gonna run and take a piss real quick and you keep enjoying <laughs> all of that.
0: <laughs> I was typing too fast. I didn't even spell it correctly anyways. Oh man, we're having too much fun with this. Heartburn if you're if you're if you're one of our Spotify listeners and you have no idea what's happening right now. We were making uh, we were making the activity jokes. Constipa- constipation dies tonight. Heartburn dies tonight. Toilet dies tonight. True constipation dies. <laughs> oh man, I'm too tired for this. Uh, but yeah, I honestly I back to new nightmare. It's actually staying on topic with this thing. I don't know. For me, I think. I like the concept of Freddie just being Freddie. It would have been. Inter- tell me what you think of this. It Walt, it would have been interesting, like because essentially, um, essentially Nancy has to rebe er Nancy. See, I do it too. Uh, Heather Langenham has to rebecome Nancy. John Saxton has to rebecome you know Lieutenant Thompson. And like this idea of what if Robert England would have been like becoming Freddy, like becoming his character? That would have been kind of dope. Personally, personally, I think that would have been cool. It would have been like a. Like if you could have shown Robert's slow like mental decline as he's like kind of losing his mind and like making. Maybe he makes the glove himself. That would have been kind of cool. I mean, I. Would it have worked as well because you wouldn't have gotten, like, actual ripped, burned, like, aesthetic Freddy? No. But it, it would have been kind of a cool concept to see him, like, slowly losing it and becoming Freddy himself. That would have been kind of cool. Miguel, we were just talking right. about it. Uh, after, after we got all of our activity <laughs> jokes out, um, I said, you know, this concept... We were talking about Freddy a minute ago. What if... In the same way that like Nancy had to become, or Nancy, I just did it again. If Heather Langenkamp had to become Nancy, or you know, um, John Sexton had to become his character, what if instead of Freddy being this demon, this like extra entity, like Freddy is just Freddy in this film? What mm-hmm. if Robert England was becoming Freddy, like slowly losing his mind, slowly like literally becoming? Freddy Krueger that would have been pretty sick that would have maybe I don't know maybe hold on hold on maybe New Line Cinema write this down you can send me my check later maybe in a battle with Heather Langenkamp towards the end of the film Heather Langenkamp sets his house on fire maybe Robert England burns up in that fire and then comes back as Freddy Krueger. So, Too so Robert West's England could have said I did Wes's job for him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm sure. I'm sure Freddy's going to get a remake soon. It will. Yeah. So who knows? That could be. That could be a good idea. But I doubt they. I doubt we. They want to do. No, anything they're not going to do. This. They're not going to do this. Again. Yeah. I don't I'm think, like, meta gonna stuff go is going to be, like... the. I, don't, I think that can, that kind of stuff died in, like, the early 2000s, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: it. I think it worked for its time. It was a time period thing. I mean, it worked in the 90s. Mm-hmm. It, worked, mm-hmm. it, it worked for what it was trying to do, but it also... Like you said, I don't know that it would work quite in the same way as it did, you know? hmm As it did then. I think people were itching for something more, and I think this was kind of different. I mean, this didn't do, like... I mean again it was the least it was the least grossing film of the franchise or the poorest grossing film of the franchise like it didn't do yeah. incredibly well. I don't know that it would do incredibly well today. I think if people I think if Freddy's going to come back which he will at some point. Mm-hmm. I think Freddy needs to come back in a remake. I think I think that's kind of where we're at. I think it needs to be a remake. Now, whether it's a TV show I think it
1: needs to be a, a movie vs. Jason sequel. I need Pamela and Jason back, and that would just spark off new stuff you for both Jason and Freddie.
0: Okay, but you know Robert England's not going to do that again.
1: I'm just saying, recasts. Like there's no way. Recasts are always possible.
0: Mm, I don't like that idea. I don't like I'm, that idea? I, I'm like, just redo it. Just... Have at it. Do something different. Do something fun. You know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zodiac said, I like it it slowly becoming Freddy. Uh, But I also like the way it was because something it's something different in the case that different was working well. Yeah, I mean, I like Mm -hmm. it for what it is. I think Freddy's cool. I do like the trench coat and the hat. I think the trench coat's kind of a cool look for him, you know. Which, again, is kind of a, a nod to... Uh, Wes's inspiration for the character in the first place, because if you've heard, well, oh, he's supposed
1: to wear like a trench coat and oh yeah, he's a man in the well, trench yeah, coat. Yeah, yeah, like
0: the guy walking by his apartment that saw him and started to like play around, like mess with him mm-hmm. or whatever, like the homeless yeah. dude or whatever. Um, I mean, he was supposed to look like that, you know. So this is kind of it. There is something though, like
1: I think I think West Craven just like saw Home Alone and just immediately got scared of that guy.
0: <sighs> yeah, I do wish that it would have been a little more tattered and a little more whatever. Like, like Freddy in the original film looks grungy. And mm-hmm. as the series went on, he got, like... He got cleaner, if that makes sense. Like, the sweater wasn't as dirty and tattered... His Mm -hmm. skin wasn't as like nasty and wet and burned and grimy, like. And in this film, like it's not the skin texture that bothers me, and like the the splits and everything else and the burn marks, but like the sweater, the trench coat, the hat, it all just looks like clean. Like he just bought it out of like a Macy's at Christmas (laughs) time. Like, like we're talking about neo Freddy, right? Yes, it's super super clean. Like I don't even know if you can see it on the um, on the thumbnail. You really can't. On the thumbnail, it's not as obvious, but like there's just, there's something, I don't know, there's something too clean about the look of the clothing that I wish it would have been a little bit more tattered to match, like, did my, to match the glove, to match, did Freddy have like an
1: animatronic glove? Was it animatronic the entire time? I don't think it was. It was,
0: it was it was like when when her husband is kind of like making the f- like he's because he's a special effects artist mm. when he's making the glove at the beginning and she doesn't know it they're working on Wes's new film or whatever um, it, it is animatronic then but I don't think it was animatronic when it was like on his body I think it was just like yeah. part of him which was, by the way that's gay. probably one of
1: my favorite scenes the glove
0: the, attacking the wild the wild the animatronic yeah yeah the, it's it's a crazy way to open a film for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Zodiac said, y'all are going to think I'm crazy, but Bradley Cooper would be one of my top picks for a new Freddy If he got super skinny and grow his hair out, he's got the look. That's an interesting pick.
1: Yeah. I don't see that. I just don't see, I don't see, uh, Bradley Cooper taking that position. You know what I mean? I, don't I know i him taking that role,
0: Yeah. Man, I'm, I apologize, but um, I do agree with, yeah, you. I, I, I do, I, I do. i do that role.
1: I do agree with, with them saying they should cast an unknown. I think an unknown character would be would be wise. I agree.
0: I because I've tried to think like who I would cast for Freddie and like I don't. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have said Kevin Bacon. Uh, Here's the
1: difference, okay? Know. Here's the difference. Too old. I think that when it comes to blockbuster superhero movies it makes sense that i want to like cast high dollar characters you know like it makes total sense to do that but when you're talking about horror i think that with all respect to the horror community that it's such a niche um genre that i think it opens the door for so many other like different actors to like go in and really try to use their chops to try to do something with such an iconic character because that's how it started that's how horror uh was back then that's why we have these like high-powered characters still around because they started off in horror that's how johnny depp got his start that's how a number of these Mm -hmm. characters that's how jason gordon levy got his kind of got his start like you know he was like you have these uh a-list characters there that were in these horror films back then that I think that the horror community or the horror genre itself should keep going with that aspect. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. stay yeah. as a, as a, as a door for new coming actors to come in and, and, uh, and just try and just try things out so that they can see, so they can become better actors.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because, like, we, one of the things that we haven't even talked about yet is, uh, and arguably one of the better things about the film is Miko Hughes as Dylan, as the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, like, if you've seen, I know we kind of talked about it in the chat a minute ago with you both. Um, if you've seen, um, uh, Dylan's new nightmare, the Cecil Laird film. Dave McRae played Freddie. Miko Hughes reprised reprised his role as Dylan Porter. Um, that was really well done, and we really expand on Miko's story and his trauma, trauma, and kind of what's happened to him. Um, I think it's it's not going out on a limb to say that I think without a great performance from Miko Hughes new nightmare wouldn't have worked because kind you of in so? the same way yeah and, and in the same way that like we just talked about with um with watching Robert England kind of like like this concept of like what if it would have been Robert England slowly losing his sanity and kind of going crazy and and becoming this character like I, it's the same thing. Like Dylan kind of like lost his sanity throughout the movie. And of course he went through traumatic things, his dad dying, he's having nightmares, you know, Freddie's kind of getting into his head too. Like there's so many cool things that happened in that film. Um, you know, that, that, Miko had to really kind of nail in order for it to work, and and he did. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's not a. Re- I, I will say, and I think this was on purpose. He's not a very like relatable kid because half the movie he's kind of just like weirded out and like silent and looking off into like nothingness. You know, he gave um, me
1: like six cents. Uh, uh kid vibe. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. So, which yeah, I mean, I you're, I can't. Zodiac I'd agree. Yes. Was, was good. But the dialogue, dialogue between him and Nancy was terrible, yeah. pretty weak. Yeah. Also, have you ever realized this? Just dawned on me the last time I rewatched it. Did like so at the end of the film after they defeat Freddy, whatever they get out of his his dream world, whatever, and Wes has left the script in Nancy's house, which that doesn't make any sense at all, zero sense. Um. But Wes has left the finished script or whatever in the house. Bro, she starts reading him the script. Like she starts reading it to Dylan. Is that not awkward AF? that she's reading done this re-read script reread your of all dad's of these death things. guys exactly that's what i thought i was like let's reread the 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 tragic and extremely gruesome details of how your daddy died like what yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's, i just i think that's a very i understand it was trying to do something like emotional and like okay it's over it's just a story now we can recap it it's of just being a story but like
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was, it Bro, was can you imagine, odd. It can was imagine imagine like, like a
1: morning a morning horror story told to you. You know what I mean? Like, you wake up in the morning yeah. and it's like, hello, son, let me read you a scary story now. <laughs> like, he ain't give me eggs or bacon yet. Like, give me a break.
0: Well, and it's also like, bro, just lived it. He doesn't need you to reread it to him. Like mm-hmm. the dude's last week and a half, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And again, I think part of it, like in saying that Miko Hughes did a great job, Heather Langenkamp did a great job in, Kind of the unraveling of her realizing, like, when she sees John Saxton outside the house or whatever, and he calls her Nancy, and she's like, Why did you call me Nancy? Like, why did you just call me Nancy or whatever? And he kisses her head and says, Baby or whatever. And he starts, like, he's, you know, he's falling back into the character. Like, Heather Langenkamp does a great job of showing her, kind of like, her mental state deteriorate and her kind of like having to like wrap her brain around like what's happening because mm-hmm. not only is she dealing with the death of her husband and she's dealing with the phone calls and the dreams and seeing Freddie and like, but also trying to understand like what Wes was saying about her having to play the character again. And she's having to watch her child kind of slowly descend into madness and give it yeah. to Freddy. And I mean, there, there was a lot going on there and, and Heather did a really good job of,
1: Poor Nancy. That's uh, what it uh, gave me that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it. It's. I I think Mika was a big part of the reason why this film was successful. I don't know that it would have been quite as impactful if he wouldn't have done a great job with his character. And again, his character is not a super like he's not a relatable kid. You know, he he's honestly he kind of makes you super uncomfortable for. For the majority of the film, you know, just because mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the one that gets me is when, um, uh, the um, I'm trying to think, um, when he's she wakes up in the middle of the night and he's not in bed or something like that, and she's walking around the house in the dark, and she finds him watching a nightmare on Elm Street on TV, just like standing there with Rex, and he's, yeah, like, that really scene, whatever, that's creepy. What like, about the in light of everything that had been happening, you walk in the room and he's just standing there watching the movie, like that's messed up. What about the, this what about really like cool the
1: thing. exorcist scene, whenever she's like dreaming and he's in the hospital and he just like rips yeah. through the bag and just starts throwing up on her? I yeah. was like, bro, yeah. what the
0: hell? Yeah. The whole hospital sequence was really cool. I, I really enjoy that film and I know it was kind of just a rehashing of Tina's <clears> death. In, in Elm Street 1, where kind of Freddy's dragging her up the wall and stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, like, I, it's just cool. Like, like that's one of the few, like, kind of jokes we get from Freddy in this film when he's dragging her up the wall and he leaves her and runs over to Dylan and he's like, you know, hey, Dylan, did you ever play Skin the Cat? And laughs and runs back up the wall and starts stabbing her and stuff. Like,
1: mm-hmm. it's,
0: it's, it's one of the more, like, fun moments. I say fun as he's killing somebody. But, like, it's <laughs> yeah. one of the more joking moments that we get with this freddy you know and less serious um i will say i re- i went and rewatched the scene today just because i really like it one of my favorite moments in this film and it actually kind of makes you jump when you see it if you're not expecting it when nancy is laying in bed and the earthquake happens and she like you know she hops out of bed she's trying to keep the coffee up and it's it gets too rough. She jumps out of bed. She goes to run down the hallway and like the, there's pictures falling, everything's shaking and falling and whatever. And she walks back to her bed and the closet door has opened. The the coffee pot has fallen on the brown and the, the, the ground and the coffee pot's um the coffee pot's broken and the coffee's everywhere and whatever and uh she you know, she goes and she, she goes to shut her closet door and she kinda leans there or whatever and she hears something. The first time you see Freddy when he pushes through all the clothes and he says, Miss me or whatever that's kind mm-hmm. that of a dope moment. That is, yeah. Like even the way he kind of looks at her and smiles and says, Miss me, and then he jumps out of the closet and starts slashing at her and stuff, and they kind of have that moment like it was just it was really cool. Like mm-hmm. that's one of the best moments of the film for me. Because that's the first time we get to see their like one on one like it's it's not just his voice or it's not just a nod or it's like like it's truly like like as a fan, you're seeing Nancy fight Freddie again, you know? And mm-hmm. that's just it, it was really cool. What did you think of the whole ending? The whole ending like when they when he leaves her the trail of the sleeping pills into the sheets where she like falls down through the whole like tunnel of sheets and then she's in Freddie's weird Dreamland, like paradise thing. Well, that's, not,
1: that's why I don't think Strange. I don't think it was like Freddy's Dreamland. I think it was just the demon's uh, layer. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. at the end, you know, because at the end, whenever uh, <clears throat> quote unquote Freddy is defeated and thrown into the fucking furnace, like he melts and like burns up, then he turns into the demon. You know what I mean? That right took over Freddy. So i thought that was interesting i think that was like the point of it saying like this isn't the real this is this isn't like you know wes craven this isn't like the original freddy this is just a demonic uh being that's overtaking freddy so
0: right yeah. bet for the um, uh yes rosie there wasn't a real earthquake during filming it was it, like there were there was really a series of earthquakes in 1994 in la um and i if i remember correctly i believe they stopped production and did, like, disaster relief. Like, the crew went and did some disaster relief, like, during production of this film. And the cast and crew, like, went and volunteered, I think. Really? Uh, but, like, all of the foot yeah, all of the footage you see, that's what I mean about, like, Wes working in real-life things to the script. All of the footage that you see of, like, the overpass that's cracked and buildings kind of crumbled and stuff, that was all real footage that they shot, like, just in L.A. while they were filming, while they were filming. That's all real earthquake footage. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Let me see. What a way to LA. what you a way to use your environment, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um
1: Are You looking up there was like an earthquake over there.
0: Yeah. Nineteen ninety four LA earthquake, Northridge. Yeah. Six point seven earthquake. Damn. Man, it was at four four thirty in the morning. Yeah. Damn. Pretty hardcore. Fifty. Say, I don't know range. earthquakes, but six point seven, that's that's big. Cause what's it yeah, based I mean, on the Richter scale? Yeah. I mean eight is the biggest, I think, on the Richter scale. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but well, let me let me kind of show you real quick. Like all of the um like all of the the footage you see of the earthquake, they actually shot that in LA. Like I believe that, well, it might not be that building, but there's something. I wonder if, I wonder if I typed a new nightmare, if it would pop up. <clears throat> yeah, there, there's, there's actual footage of the earthquake in the, in the not, I mean not of it happening obviously, but of the destruction and things like that. So yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, man, same. we get tornadoes here. <laughs> it's funny. What I've seen. Zodiac oh. said, "We get tornadoes where I'm from. It, it's oh, funny because I'm originally we're, we're going to get a lot of them too. Yeah, I, I'm originally from Florida, so I've seen like both worlds. I've I used to live in hurricane world, and now I live in tornado world. But whatever. You
1: can't. No matter where you're going to go, man, the weather's going to be you fucked.
0: Can't, can't win.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Rosie. I think if the uh, when you put, it's funny you said that because as soon as he said that." I think of uh, what's her face in Twister when she goes, "We got cows, we are cows." <laughs> <laughs> the the water spout scene, but yeah, it's I don't know. The ending is kind of strange. Like it's it's funny that Wes wanted to make it more like whatever because I don't necessarily find the ending scary. I think it's just like a fun, it's a fun fight scene between nancy and freddy one final time like it's not necessarily mm-hmm. super sinister or gothic it's mm-hmm. just like it was like yeah i don't know it, it was interesting like and of course dylan being there and the tongue wrap around thing and when freddy's trying to get into the little like room he Bro, that they end up trapping freddy's
1: him, eyes like, whenever his the tongue started coming out i was like that's frightening the way his eyes just like <laughs> yeah
0: yeah they get yeah, real big i'm not gonna lie. yeah what did you think of when they finally burn him at the end? Which I thought it was kind of cool. They burned him too, like just be just because of Freddy's poetic. history and what the character is. Yeah. Like, yes, like a very poetic ending for the character when he actually turns into the demon and then. Well, that's goes what and I... then he goes away.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Like, that's where I, that's where I was just like, bro, there really is zero fucking rules in this goddamn franchise.
0: Because <laughs> I was like, oh, so
1: now fire kills him? Like, this is what's happening? No, he's now he's a demon. So. Yeah, I, I remember I saw that and I was like, okay, no rules yeah. exist. Just yeah. like you have to be lucky to find out how to kill him. Cause you know how like there's always like a, you find out some way through the fucking movie, like that's how you defeat him. But with, with like Freddy, every movie, you just gotta be like, okay, how do we kill him this time? So, yeah. and this time it was, it was fire.
0: Yep. It was fire. That was mm-hmm. it. So. Um. Yeah. I mean. Overall. The. The. Um. Uh, again. It was. It wasn't a really really great box office performance of this film. Um. At least it did. Let me see what it has right now. New Nightmare. Not what, that no, Rotten mean, Rotten Tomatoes. right now. Not that Rotten Tomatoes matters, but I just kind of want to see what it's uh, what it's got. Wes Craven's New Nightmare has a seventy nine percent, which is not terrible. It's tomatoes.
1: not bad. I would agree.
0: It's really not terrible. It's got a 66% audience score. You know, um, it's it, again. I think it's the intelligence aspect of it, and I think it's like the the meta like you, you really have to think about it. You know, um, thing that that kind of made people more into it, and that made critics enjoy it more. Isn't it interesting how, like, you, you have a film where even if the audience loves it, the critics hate it, and if the critics hate it, the audience loves it? Like, it's
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: it, it's all it always seems like it's vice versa, like, it's not really, um, well, I mean, it's not that far of a know, difference, like, it, you like, know, between never, critics and writers, yeah. you know what I mean, right? Yeah, 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 so. yeah. um, yeah, it but it's it, at the end of the day, I think it's a fun. It's a fun entry. It's a different entry. They, I, I commend them for not being afraid to do something different and and innovative. Uh-huh. And I know a lot of that came from Wes Craven himself. But uh, j- just for taking a stab at at something weird, um, and a franchise that had that had all but kind of worn itself out in a lot of different ways. I think New Nightmare revitalized it. Um, and kind of instantly became a cult classic just because of the fact that it it takes the source material and makes fun of it, but also uses it to springboard into something kind of cerebral and something mm-hmm. really meta and interesting and and weird and fun. So um it, it's a fun one for me. It's is it my favorite of the franchise? No but it's also definitely not my least favorite of the franchise. It's
1: somewhat in the middle for me, too, in regards to the the ranking. Because, I don't know, I was not really a fan of Dream Warrior uh, vibes of superpowers, but it also... But to say that, I, that's why I kind of enjoy Wes Craven's New Nightmare, because of how... Far away it is from that and it brings me back to you know nightmare on elm street one and two and really just pays homage to how like how frightening Freddie actually was because there's plenty of there's plenty of movies there's plenty of uh installments in this franchise where I felt like Freddy is not scary in this movie he's not scary he's not supposed yeah. to be scary and you just got to accept it, because that's who he is now. But in this one, Wes Craven just pretty much said, no, I want Freddy to be scary again. Let's make him scary but
0: again. But let's be... Let's let's be honest, though. Were you ever really, like, scared of him, though? Is he really that scary? Now, I will say, like I said, that scene where he pops out, it's like, oh, they, like, oh okay, mm-hmm. so there he is, you know? But, like, once you've seen him in the film, he just doesn't seem that, like... Like, I don't know. I find part two Freddy way scarier in my opinion. Way scarier. Because he's sadistic. He's evil. He's got this like like creepy, sinister vibe to him. This Freddy just seemed it, it seemed different to me. I don't know. It, mm-hmm. And it's weird because it's all played by the same person. Like it's not like well, it's I not think like it's, Michael with a no? slightly different. How different each movie, like Freddy, and each Freddy movie is, considering it's the Bro, same actor. That just actor goes, that just goes to show character. how, like,
1: how like versatile yeah. Robert England yeah. is. Yeah,
0: you know what I mean. Like, and a lot Robert of it Engl- has to do with versatile. the script. But I also think part of it has to do with the makeup. I don't really find the makeup all that terrifying in this movie. I really don't. It's too the clothing no. is too clean, the rips are too clean. Like I when I picture Freddy, I think of like like I think what ma- what makes the Part 2 Freddy look so good is that it's nothing is clearly defined. It's not like clearly defined like okay, there's a tear here and a burn here and a rip here and whatever else like it's just mangled flesh the that's air wet not and in the right place. Brad doesn't and want gross. it. Gross. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So but it's an interesting one. It's a great film. Um, and it's a, probably in my top three of the franchise. So uh Miguel, any yeah. final word before we uh, before we log off for the evening? Um
1: uh, No, honestly, uh West Craven was Wes Craven's new nightmare was very much a product of his time. And I enjoyed the story that we got. I enjoyed the fact that Robert England came back and did another take on what Freddie uh was should or on how he could act. And I commend mm-hmm. Robert England a lot for how well he was able to, you know, change it up and give us another Freddy. Give us what the fans call Neo freddy so um yeah i enjoyed it i thought it was cool that they brought back heather langenkamp and gave her another pivotal role in the movie and gave her an entirely new story that makes sense they made them fall in love more with her as an actor all over again just like Mm -hmm. how everyone enjoyed her in the older franchise so
0: she was good i still find her charming Mm -hmm. in this movie I uh, like it's, it's I, I agree. Charm. I like her in this better than I like her in part three. In part three, I'm going to be real. She's kind of annoying. The character, not Heather. The character mm-hmm. is kind of annoying in part three.
1: No, <laughs> so I, I would. You...
0: <laughs> when we were talking about that, you said this. You were like, "Uh, you said Patricia Arquette sit there, like about to slit her wrist, like she's fighting the guards or whatever." And you said Nancy walks in and goes, "Freddie Krueger." <laughs> freddy Krueger. freddy Krueger. Oh man, it's, it's,
1: I enjoyed. I enjoyed Heather Langenkamp's character as Heather Langenkamp's character.
0: <laughs> right. More, yeah. than, more than three. You enjoy. You enjoy Heather Langenkamp as Heather camp more than Heather camp as Nancy Thompson. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, listen, guys, thank you so much for joining us. About an hour and a half in, if you haven't already, please be sure. Uh, to leave this one a like but that is going to do it for us on episode number 26 of Purely and Simply Evil uh that also finally concludes our year long I'm sorry thank god deep dive deep dive bro deep dive. i you mentioned
1: you mentioned dream warriors with like Mike and Jay and i thought to myself oh like that's almost a year ago yeah 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 well, it's Been it's a long time it's time.
0: wild really it's over a year ago um i don't know when that episode actually took place but it's mm-hmm. over a year ago Yeah. so it this yep. one's been a long time coming and i'm i'm glad that we've made it through and i'm glad that we get to move on to other stuff um but there is more elm street stuff coming we have not done the remake obviously we're going to get to the remake mm-hmm. later on we have purposely saved the remake um we will at some point after we've hit the remake we'll rank the franchise um but you know, we're we're gonna we are gonna wait to rank it until we get through the remake. So, um, it's it's been fun to go back and rewatch them. I, I've enjoyed it. it all of our watch alongs for all of the films, um, and our commentaries are all on the channel. You can go check those out. All of the past purely and simply evil episodes are on there. Um, we're I think in the coming year we're gonna really try and lean into this show and get through as much as we can. We wanna get through the Romero trilogy. Um, we may try to throw in a Christmas film somewhere in there, a Christmas special purely and simply yeah in july so it's... <laughs> we'll get to it later we tend to be late on these things but mm-hmm. no but we'll we'll try to get to it so um listen as always we love you guys new episodes of our shows premiere every single week at 8:30 p.m eastern you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads at LTM Podcast KY. This has been episode number twenty-six of Purely and Simply Evil, and um, if you haven't already, consider subscribing to the channel. I never asked to do that, but I don't know. I'm feeling froggy for whatever reason tonight. I'm just I'm please be friends it. with us. I'm feeling this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot. Also, check out the Purely. And, if you're a Spotify listener check out the Purely and Simply Evil playlist on Spotify. It's pretty dope if I may say. Yeah, jam with us too. Yeah. I'm also, I'm working on, I'm kind of into the playlist thing. I don't know why. I'm working on another one right now too. That's not necessarily even horror. Stay
1: tuned. Yeah. But yeah, be sure to check those out too.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. So anyways, we love you guys. Have an incredible rest of your night. And uh, we'll talk to you in the next one. Peace out. If we don't talk to you before, have a good Thanksgiving. We're thankful yes. for all of you. We love you. So, so
1: thankful. Love you all. Sure. Eat all the stuffing, eat all the turkey, eat all the Costco turkey. And if your house burns down, just know that there's always um house insurance for those trying to do deep-fried turkeys, which I'll say this, don't do deep-fried turkeys.
0: I don't I don't know if I want to end the show on that. <laughs> <laughs> Know. Guys, have a good one. Peace out. Bye. Bye. <laughs>